We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, before we head to the phone calls, let's react to that audio. Benjamin Albright, KOA Denver, obviously has his pulse on the AFC West. Sees it a lot, watches it a lot, covers those teams a lot. Talking about how Eric Bieniemy may be looking for a change of scenery because staying in Kansas City has done nothing to help him get a head coaching job. One interview in the cycle this time around, and again, the perception, whether right or wrong, may be because of the fact he's not calling the play specifically could be the issue right now for him and his candidacy as a head coach out there. And Chris, ultimately you heard what Benjamin Albright had to say. Do you think, do you think there's truth to that? And could the enemy realize, be realizing, Hey, maybe I have to get out from the shadow of my mentor. If I'm actually going to have a chance to legitimately prove myself as a play caller and eventually show people I have the goods to be a head coach. <laughs> Pete? I, I got you. Hi. Hi. How I, are you? Yeah, I, I just set up the question. Uh, so. Sorry. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> it's okay. Trying to deal with uh, I know. Things. I know. That you're at home today because you got a repairman coming. Yeah, so. you know, uh, it's not fun. It's not fun when you, you know, it's not fun when you call said company and and they say, well, the only appointment we have for you is three weeks from now between eight a.m. and noon, and if you don't take that appointment, it'll be another three weeks. Yeah, I mean, let me reset it then. Yeah, uh, just I'm going to repeat exactly what I said. Chris, you heard what uh, Benjamin Albright, yes. who covers the AFC West, mm -hmm. uh, has to say. KOA Denver, he sees those teams, has a feel for those teams all the time. Mm -hmm. Are we getting to a point where Eric Bieniemy may be yeah. realizing he has to get away from his mentor if he's going to aid his pursuit of a head coaching job right. and the perception that is out there that, yes, he contributes to the offensive success but is not directly responsible for it because he is not calling the plays? So. The answer for me is yes. At this point, yes, absolutely. I wouldn't have thought that maybe three years ago, 
But there's been enough stories, enough rumors, enough whatever, uh, where, you know, maybe he's butted heads at times with, and it happens in every organization, you know, with the quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, with other players, uh, maybe with Andy Reid from time to time. He only signed, in order to come back last year, a one-year deal, meaning his deal expires at some point, we believe in mid-February. Okay, maybe right after the Super Bowl. Who knows if they're going to make it? Who knows what the situation is? Except that's what was reported. So when Albright, who, as you correctly point out, covers the NFL but specializes presumably in the AFC West, being that he works for the Broncos flagship, presumably he's got some connections, some uh, people that he talks to. So he throws this out and... You say, all right, well, that doesn't make sense. It's a lateral move. Why would you go from Patrick Mahomes to Sam Howell and Ron Rivera and the mess that is Washington? Well, again, the obvious, well, there's two obvious um, things as to why you would do that. One, and that is, A, he doesn't call the plays, as we've all mentioned and as everybody should know. And B, on top of that, again, and this is something that I mentioned to you the other day. Right. And nobody talks about this. And it fits perfectly with the enemy. What we never know about assistance and think about it. We didn't know this about Scott Turner. We don't know the current status of Jack Del Rio and Nate Katzer for and, and any other assistant. We never, ever, 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 ever really know about contract status. Right. Like sometimes it gets leaked, but it's one of them in, in today's society. And, you know, with all the NFL insiders poking around and constantly calling coaches and texting people and coming up with stories and the need and the pressure and all that, it's still one of those things, Pete, that as hard as maybe they try and maybe it's because they don't try, I don't know. We don't have a lot of information on assistant coaches, be it coordinators or not, or position coaches, and their contract status. So when one says, well, why would Eric Bannemi want to take the commander's offensive coordinator position? It's a fair question because it seems like it's a lateral position. But, aha, it's not because if presumably – he would be the play caller, which would mean, again, presumably his DNA, his fingerprints would be all over the offense. Total one. autonomy. Total autonomy probably on the offense. Well, you hope. You, ho- you would think, right? You, you would think with Ron Rivera, okay, and the way he is perceived to run his organization – and Biennemi being from outside, and Biennemi being an offensive guy, and Biennemi saying, well, why would I take the Washington job unless I was promised complete autonomy and complete no hands in the cookie jar, which, you know, a lot of people can promise whether that holds up, whether that stays true or not. That's a whole nother Does thing. Does Ron but- strike you as a guy that's interfering much because Scott Turner seemingly was able to... I think Ron interfered a lot more this year than... Than in pre and then in the first. What years. gives you that opinion? Well, a I was I was told that Ron was very 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 frustrated in mid October, uh, and the results, the proof in the pudding, the as a result po- of the the philosophical change too, as as we pointed out mm-hmm. and you broke it down right. I mean Scott Turner, what did I say to you all off season that Scott Turner, if he had his druthers, was going to throw 
Yeah, sure. You I think chuck, I said chuck it around. 60 plus percent right. of the time. No and I guessed maybe like 62, 63 percent of the yep. time. And you broke down the numbers the first I mean, five, and, and granted, five games. Granted, the Detroit game. Yes. The Detroit game kind of pushed it. Correct. Even further in a 70-30 direction but because 70, of them trailing. But 70-30 is a pretty big split. It's a pretty wide gap, right? Yeah. Um, Considering and, and, and Ron it, wants to be run over pass, and it was 70-30 pass over run. Not, and, and here's the thing about Ron. I don't know if he wants to be run over pass. I don't think he's that night. I don't. You, you know me. I love to run the ball. I'm not run over pass. I just don't want it to be 70-30 especially when you have a crappy quarterback, mm-hmm. okay? That's my thing. Like, you know, Granddanny run around all over the place yelling about how, you know, they want to be great and, 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 and running doesn't lead to points, and, and, what, and I fight with them behind the scenes and on the radio, so I'm not saying anything that I don't tell them privately. They're crazy if they want to throw 65% of the time and your quarterback's not named Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, or Justin Herbert, or, or, or somebody in that ilk. You're nuts if you want to think. No, the short passing game does not automatically replace the running game because you know what? I've seen enough terrible freaking quarterbacks here that can't operate the short passing game efficiently and effectively. So it doesn't automatically replace it. So my point being is, Ron, when the offense was, I think Ron was at the beginning of the season, hey, Scott, you got this new toy we went out, we got him, we're parading him as QB1, we're going to make him 2017 and all this nonsense, we're going to have an aerial raid attack, all that, we're going to go over the top, we're going to take advantage of Terry and Curtis Samuel and John Dotson, we're going to do all this. Scott, here you go, gift wrap on a silver platter. And then when it didn't work after week one, when it didn't work, because even week two, the game you mentioned in Detroit, it did not work. It did not work in the first half. Everybody thinks it worked because they put up like 22 points in the second half. No, it didn't work because they were wretched in the first half. Mm -hmm. Okay? But then week three, week four, week five, it worked at times, but it really didn't work effectively. And my point being is Ron was already frustrated with Carson Wentz and this mode of attack before the injury in Chicago week six. And that's where I think Ron started instituting his will, his push, his lean, if you will, on being more run philosophical oriented. Let me, let me ask you one question before we go to the calls here and get some opinion mm-hmm. from the public. If, and obviously there's no way to predict it was going to work out this way ahead of time because, you know, the hindsight obviously is, is what it is. But if you were... If you if you even didn't you remotely have to have an idea that it was possible that this could have happened bringing Carson Wentz in here would lead to would lead to Scott Turner wanting to unleash that big arm the play against Jacksonville to Terry McLaurin just whetted your appetite for more of that as a fan as a team as as a football team, knowing that that's a way to get explosive play, something that had been lacking here with this football team, that just whets your appetite for more of that. So when Scott Turner tries to create more of that, why is anybody surprised that he did that, especially with as effective and important as it was in the Week 1 game against Jacksonville? Well, nobody should be surprised, but 
maybe privately they were. If they were privately surprised, Pete, then why take the risk bringing that player well, in and giving him exactly. to the offensive coordinator? Because Scott would have proceeded maybe a little bit more cautiously if you ran with Taylor Heineke from the get go. Well, I'll just say this: if they were if they were actually and realistically surprised that that's what Scott wanted to do and that's what Scott was going to do, we've got bigger issues than. Even people know about. Well, I'm just saying that's what you gave. You gave Scott Turner a guy with that skill set. I know. Did you well, want him well, to it, just turn around and hand it off into somebody's right. belly? Well, it's it's also the same argument. And just to tie up the loose ends before we go back to the or before we go to the calls, if you bring in if if you if this rumor let, let's just call it a rumor, not a report. If this rumor about the enemy, uh, commanders. Uh, end of the one-year contract, obviously he's busy preparing for tomorrow's playoff game, so on and so forth. He has not in- officially interviewed. Uh, he's been looking for head coaching opportunities. Nobody he thinks did he's interview get one. in Indianapolis for the head coaching job. Right. We know that. Right. Nobody thinks he's going to get a head coaching job, but I guess he still could. Anyway, if this all comes to fruition, right, When you, if you hire a guy like Eric Bieniemy, not that they are all pass in Kansas City. They're not. But they run a lot of jet motion, a lot of jet sweep, a lot of eye candy stuff. They run a little, you know, some pop pass, some RPO. They, I mean, they run everything in Kansas City. Yeah, but, you better, eclect- but, you better not, but you better not have the expectation is what I'm, is what I'm getting to. If you're Ron and Martin Mayhew and you make that hire, damn it, you better not have the expectation that Eric Bieniemy is going to be 50-50 or 55-45 run the pass because that's not what you're hiring. And if you make that hire and if you're that stupid and naive to make that hire and think that that's going to be the way it is, what the hell are you doing? I mean, let's face it, right now with that offense, because of Mahomes pulling the trigger all the time, and the eclect- look at the eclectic skill set of the backs that they use with McKinnon and yes. Pacheco. Yes. I mean, they, they just moved on from Edwards Hilaire oh, because, yeah. A, Edwards Hilaire couldn't stay healthy, and, yes. they real- and, and Pacheco and McKinnon can do so many more things. And Edwards that. and Hilaire had drops and fumbling issues, yeah. too. I mean, uh, Mc- Jarek McKinnon, by the way, former option quarterback mm-hmm. in college at Georgia Southern. Uh, so that guy's turned into a great weapon uh, for them, as has Isaiah Pacheco played at Rutgers. So, but but look at what they do. That is, that is Curtis Samuel and Antonio Gibson. That's the kind of skill set those two guys bring, and I think Eric Bieniemy would be incredibly creative. Uh, in particular with those two guys. Oh, then you're going to spoil him and actually give him a running back who can run between the tackles as well uh, effectively. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, though, uh, you know, Sam Howell is not Patrick Mahomes. So that is the caveat in all of this well, and the challenge you, would, and the r- challenge for Eric Bieniemy to come up with an offensive system that maximizes Sam Howell and doesn't try to make Sam Howell Patrick Mahomes. I agree with everything you said, but would you agree with me that if if your again if your stated philosophy is even remotely truthful, and nobody nobody should believe or believes that they are going to be a two to one rushing to to. You know, like they stupidly said. That was the dumbest thing I've ever heard from this organization in a sea of dumbness, okay? Um, in a sea of never-ending dumbness, that was Easy, the dumbest thing. Fella. I'm sorry. That Easy. was dumb. That was dumb. It was not smart. It was, Because people take what you say, and they 
absolute. Just think about what Mike Shanahan said back in 2011, and how many times that's been thrown back in Mike Shanahan's oh, head. Yeah. Sure. You know, I stake my 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 career, my reputation on John Beckett. Mike had to say something to calm down the masses. But that's what. Okay, wait a minute though. But that isn't that what Ron did at the start of this thing for Carson Wentz? Guys, guys, guys! I did the work. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Theoret- theoretically, absolutely. Um. But. But again, going back to the end of the year press conference when they knew Carson Wentz screwed up, or they had screwed it up, um, to say that we want to be a run-heavy team is fine. To say that they want to be, a, you know, like we did last night or two nights ago or whatever when they said it, two to one, you know, no, 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 that's not the way it's going to work. My point being is, if that's even remotely close to how you feel remotely close to how you feel, even if you say ideally and realistically we want a 50-50 split, then quite honestly, Eric Bieniemy is probably the wrong choice because I, even though Eric Bieniemy is not averse to running the football, and you're right, he's he really hasn't had an, an effective running back, a true, between-the-tackles type running back who also has the ability to pop outside in Brian Robinson. He has not had that that I can remember in Kansas City. I mean, for all the backs that they've gone through, that's just not what they've had or what they do. So if you're, again, somebody's going to have to budge somewhere if this marriage is going to work. And again, this is only a rumor. This is only speculation. This is not even what I would call a report. This was a dude doing an interview who's based in Denver, who's not Adam Schefter, who's not Ian Rappaport, who's not Mike Garofolo, who's not Jake Laser, who's not uh, Jeremy Fowler, who's not any of these guys. You know, so let's keep this all in context. But the point being is, if the enemy truly does become, emerge as a potential option, you can't go, hey, Eric, we want you to come here. We want you to call the plays. We're going to give you a three-year contract. We're going to pay you $3 million a year. Oh, and by the way, bud, while you're here, we're going to run the ball 52% of the time. <laughs> I mean, because that's not the right thing. Right. No, exactly. So, I mean, but that's that's something that Eric's going to have to sit across from Ron if he interviews here and convince him, hey, I can, I can give you 58-42, 60-40 pass to run. And and we can be successful. That's fair. I mean, I, I think that's where. But I also think that takes some flexibility from Ron on the other side of the table too. Yes. So, but that, and, but and that, some rea- but and my- as you said, be realistic. Yes, that's my point. Is Ron has to understand? Hey, listen, we don't have to be seventy thirty or sixty five thirty five. But what if we're fifty eight forty two? Right. You know, and every game, every season, every plan morphs and changes. Again, the plan going into last year wasn't necessarily probably to be 70-30 in the first five games. It was probably more to be 60-40. But then they lose Brian Robinson. Antonio Gibson they can't trust. And then on top of that, obviously, they look and say, well, the strength of our team is these three wide receivers and a recovering Logan Thomas and a quarterback and a quarterback with a howitzer. So let's do that. Let's play to our strengths. And it turned out that their strengths were is essentially and eventually exposed to be weaknesses. So again, uh, if 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 you hire a B enemy like like Roman fits the bill based on what you've said publicly, you want to do whether whether what you've said is ridiculous or not. 
Roman fits the bill. The enemy doesn't fit the bill as much as Roman. However, if you're being honest, if you're being true to yourself, if you're being open and evolving, I think the enemy fits that more than Roman. However, the problem with the enemy is he's never called plays. Roman has many times, many years. So if you're looking for somebody with experience because you felt that the last guy lacked touch, feel, rhythm, chemistry, all that stuff, and tried to outguess himself and tried to be, you know, uh, a silly goose at times, well, then you're not looking for Eric the enemy because he hasn't called plays. Let's go to the phones. Little, you're up first this morning. What's up, Little? Hey, hey, Pete, thank you for taking my call, man. I don't, hey, 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 look, 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 y'all, y'all hit me back in about one minute, Pete, because I'm taking the trash out, man. Go to AP on line two. What's I up, mean, AP? Really? <laughs> he was in like the apartment what building hallway. We could hear it, we could hear the echo. What's up, AP? What it do, Russ? What it do, Chris? What up, AP? Hey, look. Oh, excuse me. I mean, Pete, what, I, what am I saying? It's early. That's okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, a little, little sleep deprived from the little guy. But, uh, yeah, um, the Greg Roman deal. You know, I, I like how intriguing you guys made that potential hire sound because it fits. It fits what they, quote, unquote, want to do. They want to run the ball. They want to pound that rock. They want to do all that kind of stuff. But are they going to make the hire that fits what they want to do? Because it's just been square peg into round hole after square peg into round hole. And I'm going to hire my cousin Vinny. or I'm going to hire my guy from Carolina because I know him. And I'm going to bring in all these Carolina guys because, when I was in Carolina, you know, this guy did this and this guy did that for me. Look, let's stop doing that. Like, Ron, it's time to get uncomfortable. It's time to hire people that you don't know. It's time to hire people based upon their resume and what they can do and what they have done and what they can continue to do, not what they did for you a long time ago and now they're, you know, the game has passed them by or, yeah, let's do this because this is what we did back in the day. Let's let's end all that. Like square pegs in the round holes, get the guys that fit and get the guys that will not only coach up the players you have, but coach according to their skill set and expound on that. Like it's time to end the whole I'm comfortable with this guy and I'm going to keep doing this. And then on top of that, it's time for you to downgrade your position as a GM. Like, it's not working, Ron. We've tried it your way. We've tried it the Carolina way. You said in your opening conf- press conference, if you do it my way, you get the credit. But if you don't do it my way, you're going to get blamed for it. Like, it's, we're done. It's time to show us something different. That's all I got, guys. AP, appreciate it. The problem is uh, right now the person uh, that would – have to force him from moving on from that position is not in place yet. That would be a new owner. Let's go to the dog. What's up, Junkyard Dog? Good morning. Hey, how y'all doing? We're great. Okay. Hey, Basically, with Benemini, the guy from, from Kansas City, is that, see, Shady McCoy has some bad things to say about him as a player. Mm-hmm. 
and I and 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 it, it, and it was basically he was saying that he was not a great communicator, mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. talked down to him when he was with Kansas City. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how how much that plays. In. Now that's now, just one per- is, one person's okay, opinion. Me, okay, y'all done enough talking. Let me uh, talk. All now, right, okay? but JD, JYD, just hang on. I was just I was just. Uh, I was confirming what you said. I'm just saying that's okay, one. Okay. Per- that's one After person's talk, opinion. Then, then you could talk. Okay. All right. Okay. Thank you, Jay. Now, now the next thing. Now the next thing. Now the next thing I mean, is, is that incredible. when you look at when you look at the sidelines, you can clearly see that Andy Reid is calling the plays. Now is it? Then they do say that that he that he does uh, sort of like um, you know uh, sort of like coordinate some of the running stuff, running plays that they use. But if I, I, I it would seem to me that if I'm the San Diego Chargers, I would be, I would be after, after the Kansas City guy for my coordinator, certainly because he plays in the same position. I mean, the same uh, division that I'm in or whatever. So, and, 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 and he gets a chance to work with my quarterback, Justin Herbert and Eckler in them. So it would seem to me that they stalemate that if he doesn't come through next year, he's on the hot seat. And but so you're you're saying you're saying Bienemy could position himself with the Chargers that if Staley doesn't do well, that maybe Bienemy could get promoted to the head coach there. But remember, he would be contributing to the Chargers' lack of success in theory if things don't go well again there. Uh, with the well, Chargers, that's true, that, that, that's true too. But Staley, but Staley definitely needs this guy or whatever. But Nemanja doesn't need Staley really. But Staley needs him because he's on the hot seat or whatever. Because 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 basically he's on a one year deal. He's probably going to be looking for a job one way or the other. Whether he goes to, especially if he go, you know, he's he, he's out of Kansas City, and on top of that. Or whatever he comes here, more likely if he does a good job, more likely he's still going to be out of out of here. So basically, like I said, you know, Staley he would be better. Staley needs him. If I'm Staley, I'm on my knees with this guy. But 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 and now with now with 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 that which you know, I don't know because see. He's not. He's not what. He's not what Ron's looking for. Ron wants to run the football. He says. Now, of course, the so so basically, if I'm Ron, I'm on my knees today, like the rooster said. I'm after the. I'm after Roman like a like a like like a dog after a biscuit. <laughs> and I'm out of here. Appreciate you, dog. Thank you, JYD. Uh, here's the rules, ladies and gentlemen. I was afraid gentlemen. to talk there because no, JYD was no, going to yell. No, I'm going to set the record on this. Okay, enough. We determine when we go to the calls. If you don't like it, don't call. Plain and simple. 301-230-0980. More Russell and Medhurst and touchdown at 10 on the Team 980 streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Over here. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. I could do that part of the vocals on this song. I don't know if I would suggest that. Yeah, I I definitely don't think I would suggest that. Look, one of the greatest hits of all time is a song with, you know, the, the same line. You know, I mean, Silver Convention, German chicks dancing on a stage. And they said the same thing the entire song. I mean, you can make a hit record doing just about anything and be part of a band, and if you strike it rich and you get lucky and you get on Casey Kasem's Countdown and all of a sudden your song is at number one, Silver Convention, a trio of German women standing on a stage and dancing. That's all they did. (laughs) (laughs) They went to number one. You do a good Casey Kasem, though. I would would absolutely say that. I do like that, you know? I number, would no, say let's that. go out to line number one. Here comes Little. Little, you're up next on Russell and Medhurst. Little, taking out the garbage. What's going on, Pete? Man, it's about 55 degrees outside already. Hey, I tell you what, Chris, you do a great, um, you do a good Jerry Jones. Thank you. Man, I appreciate what I'm thinking that, Little. Though, what I'm thinking, though, gentlemen, I'm going to be honest, man. First of all, thank you for taking my call, Chris, Pete. Maddie, I was telling Maddie Ice. Going back to the game in um, 83, I was 21 years old, uh, Pete. I was able to sell beer. And uh, it was a record held since, since Griffin Stadium. But the way I cheated, because I made a dolly. And then I, then I started everybody making a little four-wheel dolly, pushing them beers around. And the situation is you had to get at least 10, 15 cases in front of the bathroom. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up, because, um, you know, Kevin was talking about it the last couple of days, and it gave me goosebumps the other day. Because on that particular day, Mr. Butler passed away. He was um, a vendor by the by his vendor stand was down there where the clock was at at the end of the field. So when they start bouncing, 
up and down on that dang old stadium. That's the side of the field. His his level, his uh, vendor stand was on that ground level. Man, the lights was blinking and everything. Water started coming out of the falls, so they had to stop from doing it because it was messing up the vendor stand inside the stadium. But, man, let's go back, though, man, because I go all the way back to the game, Pete, um, the championship game against the Cowboys. I was at that game. I was 12 years old. That's when I got the football from stretch. Man, I caught Sonny Jerkson just before, you know, he's a, he had a, um, Achilles. He was in the cast on his leg. I think him and Harry Way had a cast, as a matter of fact, if I can remember. But I caught Sonny, Sonny coming through the tunnel, and he was like, that's that kid that always giving give Stretch peanuts. I went more than 12 years old. So Stretch had gave me the ball, you know, with the risk and helmet and all that. Pete Rosell was the commissioner at the time. So I still got that ball, fellas, and I took it. Sonny said, give me a young fella. He was coming through the tunnel smoking a, smoking a cigar. I think he was with um, Sam, too, with Sam Huff. Man, and they was young then, but he signed that football for me, man. I, and I still got the football, Pete. I, mean, at the age, I was 12 years old, man. And I wanted to take it to the Whiteout game, but my wife convinced me not to do it. She said, you better <laughs> not take that damn ball to the game. I said, yeah, I want to be – because I know they remember. I don't know if Stretch is still living or not, but Stretch well, was a cool white and, guy, And the man. risk – the the right, the risk that we all mm-hmm. run, though, when we get those, uh, especially baseballs, were like that, you know, through yeah, the years. Yeah, man. We'd go I, out and I play with the baseball, patent. and we'd end up dirtying it up or losing it or rubbing the autograph right. off or and, something like that, so – you know. Man, on that particular day, Stretch was about the coolest white guy I knew. Man, I wasn't no more than about twelve, but he was he was real cool, man. He always was straight up with you about the game. And then for some reason, my grandfather, you know, back then Jesse Jackson used to go to the game a lot. Um, Pete, he was a he was a vivid fan member because um, my grandfather was a Arvell Little. He was a dentist in the Detroit, you know, historic area, Detroit Detroit Park. So we, our grandfather's house was like three houses behind Jesse Jackson's house. So, man, back then, I was going to the game from Griffin Stadium at about the age, and my father would take me when he'd come home or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I would go to the game. I started early as being a fan. So this is why I want to tell some of these fans that's trying to flip the script. But after this game Saturday, Saturday when they play Cowboys, all these fans have been sitting back. I got a little something I'm going to tweet, and it's going to sound just like this. Here we go again. Gentlemen, y'all, God bless y'all. Stay up, man. I get my butt to work, man. Appreciate you, Little. <laughs> Have a great day. How I wonder did little I guess little took out the trash, huh? I mean, so he could hop on the phone with us, right? Let's go to Rockville and Shannon. What's up, Shannon? Shannon going once, twice. Goodbye. Let's go to Jonesy and Greenbelt. What's up, Jonesy? Hey, what's going on, Dynamic Duo? My Jones. favorite crew to listen to in the morning time after the Kevin Sheehan show. Jones. Listen up, man. I need me a coordinator that's going to come through here and it's going to be able to score some points because we, we were terrible this year as far as being able to score points, man. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to go through another year that. I, I'll take Eric the enemy. I'll take Greg Roman. I'll take anybody that can help us get a better point. And one more thing, what's up with this junkyard dog, man? I mean, how are you going to call and tell somebody how to run this show? <laughs> and, <laughs> I don't get it. You, you got it out. I, I, I will never come in your house and tell you, you know what I mean? Look, hey, uh, I want to sit down there. You invite me to your hey, hey, Jonesy, you invite me to your house. 
You put out a table of, or a tray of hors d'oeuvres, and I bitch at you because you put Triscuits instead of Ritz. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, you know. That's what's up, man. Tell me about it. I love you guys, man. And I love the junkyard dog, too. But so junkyard do gotta, gotta be cool. It gotta be cool, man. It gotta be cool. Appreciate y'all, you. If Appreciate I come to your house, I'm trying to sit down when you tell me to sit down, not when, hey, I'm tired of standing. <laughs> Amen. Appreciate you, bro. Day. Have a good one, man. Let's get out to Mo. What's up, Mo? Anyway, boxer Mo Wilson. Listen, with the enemy right now, it's almost like going, we had from, from, a to Z, right? But with Rivera, we had T. Why would we go back to A again with this talent that we have, the speed that we have? We have the whole package. Ron took he took the blame. He said, I didn't make that call to, to put Wentz in there. But the thing is, we know not ride, ride that. Ron, you were you were uh, entitled to, 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 to do what he did as a head coach and to lose one game a season. But the thing is, this here now with new ownership coming in, and Dick uh, Dan, I mean, uh, took and uh, uh, actually um, uh, sell this team or this team get sold. Then Ron Rivera, I think front and center, they're cleaning the house, and I think you the first one to go. Now, it's not saying nothing bad about you, Ron, at all. But it's just a system, what they call business is business, you know, like another day at the office. But this is what I'm saying. This is with with the enemy here, it would not be a perfect fit right now, y'all. We know what we we need to do. We're at that point. We just got to take another year. In fact, I gave Ron three years to do it, and I think this year coming up is his third. So let's give him a chance, and let's let let the enemy now. Guess what? Don't even give him uh, the enemy a chance to even to be a, a play caller. And I'm gonna tell you why. Scott Turner's son, he is going to be the head, the next head coach if something happened with Rivera anyway. So guess what? We're in place. We got our ducks in a row. All right? So let's stay Washington Commanders. Uh, we're not the football team no more. We're not the red skin. We are the Commanders. It is what it is. Heavyweight boxer. Mo we Wilson. are the Commanders. Mo, Mo Wilson went one and two. He beat Jay Howe in his lifetime debut at the Civic Center in Hartford by a knockout. Lost to Charles Singleton by a technical knockout, and then lost to Jose Verdejo on points. And that was it. One and two. Heavyweight boxer, Mo Wilson. Way to go, Mo. Appreciate you. Let's go to our man Sanchez. What's up, Sanchez? What's up, guys? Dude, Look, hey, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Was Uh-oh. that you Uh-oh. standing Uh-oh. up at the pulpit? It burned down, Pete. It burned down. <laughs> yes, it was. It was. It, it was me. I know I was going to catch something for that. No, <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all, my man. It takes a special. Oh. It takes a special man to step up there and do that. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of big for me, Paul. But uh, you know, I, I was sitting here listening to you guys. And one thing, Pete, you made me remind um, the pr- pronunciation guy is very important. Junkyard dog. It's Eric. <laughs> Be enemy. Let's say it together. Be enemy. Let's say it all together. We'll be good. Um, but, you know, I was thinking about Greg Roman, and I kind of talked myself into him. The key thing, this offense went downhill because of one thing. Orlando Brown got traded to the Chiefs last year. Mm-hmm. And you saw 
when he lost that key piece, that's when the injury started piling up on Lamar. Uh, so maybe Greg Roman deserves the benefit of the doubt. I'm starting to sound like Russell a little bit. Mm. Shout out to Buffalo State. I know what you mean, Chris, because I went to UVA-wise, and people think that I went to UVA-Charlottesville. So, um, But they'll I, I tell you it's just like it. a UVA degree, though. Right? Yeah, they oh, will. It is. Sometimes, sometimes, but I, I, I can I can show you otherwise too. You know, you know the part of the UVA ab- academic system. <laughs> exactly, we're the they're our big sister, I guess you could say. But yeah, I, I've talked myself into Greg Roman. I, I think that you look at Sam Howe and kind of like where Alex Smith was. Uh, I think they're both just as mobile as, as what could be. It's just the development process. It mm-hmm. seems like with quarterbacks, he kind of plateaued with them. Kind of like with Kaepernick, would you say with Lamar, even though they didn't have that key left tackle? And they built some good offensive lines when he was in Buffalo, uh, San Francisco, and whatnot. I'd say, why not? Why not run at Greg Roman? I, I've talked myself into it. And you got a three headed monster that you could do with uh, with Gibson, uh, Robinson, and possibly Patterson or Jonathan Williams. So uh, let's go with I, I like Greg Roman. Let's go. Let's blow up these Roman candles. Sanchez, you're a smart guy. I mean, whatever your degree says, I, I don't need a degree to know that you're a smart guy, okay? Hey, we, we both majored in BS, Chris. I know that. I know that for you and I both. We majored in We got a BS, both of us. <laughs> See you guys. Appreciate Happy, you, Corey. Happy weekend. Have a great weekend, hey, man. Hey, I'll just add to this real quickly. Listen, if we're talking about Greg Roman versus Eric Bieniemy and who's the better fit, I mean, to me, there's no question who the better fit is based on what the head coach has repeatedly said over and over and over and over and, and over again, and what I believe to be his philosophy, whether it's as exaggerated as it is, and that's Greg Roman. Here's the one thing. And, and you don't have the personnel, personality issues that, and, and the questions of character. I'll just say that. Here's the one thing. That Eric Bieniemy has. Here's two points on, on Roman. A, Ravens didn't do a good job when they moved on, when Marshall Yonder retired, they didn't. They didn't necessarily have the player ready to yep. replace him. I agree. Ronnie Stanley's been hurt way too much the last couple of years. That hamstrung them. Mm-hmm. Clearly, moving Brown uh, because you know him and Stanley played the same position, so you had to move one guy. They moved Brown, and then Stanley, of course, with the litany of injuries that hurt them. If I'm Ron Rivera and I'm interviewing Greg Roman. I have one question for him. In the most important game of the year against one of the best teams, in fact, the defending AFC champions, you have a chance to win the game. How come J.K. Dobbins doesn't get a handoff on the goal line with multiple opportunities and the game on the line and a chance for you to go ahead on the road after your defense played a hell of a football game against one of the best offenses in this league? How come J.K. Dobbins doesn't get a touch? Well, let me How come ask Gus you, Edwards doesn't get a touch. As a caveat to that, you would assume that would be an absolute must ask. Um, because if we're to believe that Ron wasn't happy, that Brian Robinson didn't even get on the field for all those fourth and ones over the last you read my mind, Russell. Two weeks of That's the season. Exactly right. That's exactly right. Why do offensive coordinators? outsmart themselves and mm-hmm. cost themselves jobs mm-hmm. instead of running important plays with their most important talent right. on the field. Right. Okay? Coaches in every sport do it. 
They try to outsmart themselves instead of just riding with their best football players, doing what they do best, and instead they get too cute. And you know what happens sometimes? You lose. You lose. And when you lose, you lose jobs. That's the reality of professional sports. 301-230-0980. More of your calls next. During Touchdown at 10, the big fella tells us what's trending. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, everyone just about has one, and now FedEx Field has one. Open for business. The sportsbook at FedEx Field, home of the Washington Commanders. The official ribbon cutting this morning, this hour. Team President Jason Wright, super fan hog farmer, Chris Bryan, all involved in christening the first ever retail sportsbook at an NFL stadium. According to John Kime of ESPN, Washington will hire, uh, will interview, not hire, will interview Miami assistant head coach running backs coach Eric Studisville on Monday. Also will uh, talk to, um, Rams assistant head coach and tight ends coach Thomas Brown next week sometime for their vacant OC position. We've been talking about the rumor of Eric Bieniemy and as well Greg Roman who stepped aside from the Baltimore Ravens. Byron Leftwich fired yesterday by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Brian Callahan, son of Bill, and the Bengals offensive coordinator interviewing today for the Colts head coaching position. Dan Quinn's got to figure out Brock Purdy, Kyle Shanahan, and the 49ers. But first, today he's interviewing with the Broncos and the Colts for their respective head coaching positions. And D'Amico Ryan's got to figure out Dak Prescott and the Cowboys on Sunday night. He's interviewing today with the Texans. Meanwhile, from college basketball last night, not only did Maryland beat Michigan in College Park, but in case you missed it, uh, Cam Shelton's banked in late. Up with about 13 seconds left, helped Loyola Marymount beat number six Gonzaga at home and snap their 76 game home winning streak 68 67 for Loyola over Gonzaga. And that's what's trending. Three one two three zero zero nine eighty. That's how you get to us right here on the team nine eighty. Touchdown at ten. Continuing talking about the offensive coordinator position, the stars, the big names that are out there, the little known names that are out there that have uh, interviewed Charles London yesterday. Charles, of course, trying to move up the food chain. He, quarterbacks coach down there right now in Atlanta, working with a young quarterback like Desmond Ritter. But again, he's a guy like Biennemi that's going to be blocked in terms of calling plays by Arthur Smith, who's the head coach down there mm-hmm. uh, in Atlanta right now. So it, it, it makes sense for him to seek out an opportunity uh, like this and getting an interview here in Washington. Let's get to more of your calls. Let's go to Jeff in Vienna. What's up, Jeff? Happy Friday, gents. Uh, the vintage porn references always bring a smile to my face early in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think yeah. Pete, 
Go ahead. I think, Pete, you, you might have made a small error early in the show in saying that any team in the league would want to have Lamar. I, I'm sure there are four in the AFC and at least one well, in the NFC. Yeah, I mean, would, I'm just saying there's, there's a lot of teams out there, though, that would be interested in talking to Baltimore about making a deal uh, for him. You're right. There's a there's a handful of teams that are that are set at that position, but there are a lot of teams, Jeff, that are not. So they no, would be, I, they would be interested think, in talking to him. I, I agree, and I think to Chris's point about tag and trade, I was doing some reading on this earlier in the week. Uh, they're expecting the exclusive franchise tag to be about forty-five million. I don't know how many teams have that much cap room available at the quarterback spot, and non-exclusive they said was going to be thirty-five million, but that costs you two number one picks, and. Teams like the Rams in New Orleans, I don't think they have two number one picks for the next 15 years, it seems like. Well, they've given a few away, that's for sure, and they're in a bad spot. You know, when you get down to four wins and there's no hope in sight for you to really make significant changes through the draft, you got to be real You got to be real good at adding some free agents that are going to help uh, turn things around for you right there. More importantly, they have to hope that Matt Stafford can come back and play next year and, and hang around for 17 games. Period. Right, and also, and I'll, I'll defer to Robert from Annapolis. With with Lamar involved in the search for the OC, I mean, from my perspective, he wins more games with his legs than his arms. And who are they going to, you know, maybe the enemy would be the answer on that because Mahomes is very mobile, as we know. I think it's going to be really, really interesting to see what they come up with up there. I, I mean, listen, they can sit here and say – you know, two hundred percent this and two, and maybe they maybe they will. I mean, listen, they offered him a huge deal before the season, so it's not like it's not like I can sit here and say Harbaugh's out of his mind. I mean, they they've now gotten rid of the offensive coordinator that I believe was causing some of the problems, some of the divides, some of the whatever. Uh, maybe this is their hey, if we do this or if we eradicate this problem you help us and we can get this deal done i i don't know i here's what i know if 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 you're in the afc north i would almost be quite honestly not rooting for lamar jackson to stay in baltimore but i would not be fearful of lamar jackson signing a long-term very lucrative deal in Baltimore because of what it's the other problems that it's going to cause in terms of the salary cap on Baltimore's team. And number two, quite honestly, if we, if we're looking at the two situations, meaning the Bengals who you're a fan of and the Ravens, even though the Ravens could have won that game last Sunday night and the Ravens are a pain in the ass to play. And everyone knows that I'd much rather have Joe Burrow a thousand times over than Lamar Jackson. That's me. Yeah, I, I guess it's it just, a, you know, you've got the accuracy and the somewhat mobility against the guy who can run like nobody's business. And I think the one thing we can all agree on is that I'm convinced part of the reasons the Browns made that idiotic deal is because they knew Lamar and Joe were going to be up for contracts at some point in time in the future. And I'm just ecstatic to see that the rest of the league is basically just treating those as outliers. And everybody who's signed since then is not anywhere near approaching 100% guarantee on that money. No, I mean, look, you can't – I mean, yeah, it's a risk. There's no question it's a risk that if, if you look at that Watson deal and you tell your guy, look, we think you're good, but we're not paying that. 
That that that's just stupidity, and it's going to hamstring that franchise. Remember, Baltimore's lived through this already when they gave Flacco all the money. They were in a situation that they they couldn't go make the other moves that they needed uh, after signing Joe Flacco uh, to, to that big deal that they had. Hamstrung them a little bit. So uh, they've lived through this one time before. I, I think the question is where does where does Lamar see the common ground at? Can they find common ground somewhere in between what Baltimore has offered and that Watson deal that every other quarterback is looking at? Well, hey, that guy sucks mm-hmm. right now, and he got that. Right. I'm yeah. more. I'm and, worth more than that. And and yes, in theory, yes, that's true. But that team is now yeah. hamstrung itself pretty significantly, and uh, because of that deal. And every other NFL team is putting a flag in the ground and said, "No, we're not. We're not doing what they did. Just because they did it doesn't make it right." Right. Right. It would be interesting to review a sampling of the agents and see what the agents' thoughts are on: Is that an outlier, or do you think anyone else is ever going to get that? So, um, have I, a great. I, I, I believe just r- real quick, I'm trying to find it, uh, but Ben Standig did an agent survey. Uh, as he does for the athletic uh, before the, before the season, uh, and and Ben, you know, basically, not not. I mean, there was criticism of the Deshaun Watson deal, but there was, I think, my sense more criticism over how Lamar is handling uh, the situation without an agent protecting yep. himself, looking for you know, the right structure, the right rehab, the right this, the right that, shielding his client from some of the criticism, if you will, that he's going through right now, you know? Yep. Well, enjoy the games this weekend, guys. The Bengals plus 5.5 looks pretty juicy to me, and uh, have a great weekend. Appreciate you, man. And uh, that 5.5 is looking juicy to a lot of other people I know, out I there know. as well. Especially I think it's a the, fascinating uh, game. Yeah, especially the Sharks off of the coast of Costa Rica. <laughs> um, but anyway, nah, just teasing. Um, well, so here's the thing. So while while we're on that for a sec, real quickly, uh, I, I, I think Buffalo, I, I think people are moving off of Buffalo, A, because um, – you know, they, they now see how just how good and how important and how impactful Von Miller is. And when you have to go against an offense like Cincinnati's and you have a turnover-prone offense yourself, i.e. Josh Allen with, you know, as many turnovers as he's had, and the offensive line is as shoddy as it is in Buffalo, I think people say, oh, my gosh, without Von Miller and banged up at safety and so on and so forth, this is prime for the picking, and I, I, I think that's why a lot of people are picking Cincinnati to win in Buffalo. And I might lean that way too. Yep, three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty. We'll look at those games coming up in the next hour and take more of your calls right here on the Team Nine Eighty and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty five dollars per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty five dollars per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. 
Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 